1: T-Mobile has America's largest 5G network, fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence data 5G speeds for Q4 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.
2: Hey, I'm Callie. And I'm Will. The world's been a little bit wild lately.
1: Yeah, you're not kidding.
2: You know what the world needs? I mean, what we all need a little bit of chill the podcast.
1: Honestly, the world needs a whole lot of chill.
2: Chill is a vibe, a place to get a mindset reset calm down overthinking, and learn new tools for how to change our lives from being reactive and stressed out to proactive, grounded, and centered.
1: So join us for A Little Bit of Chill, the podcast. Join Callie and Will for A Little Bit of Chill, the podcast.
0: Drops every Thursday. Welcome to Bowhunter Planet Podcast. It's myself, Kevin Conlon, with a special guest, Ron Reslow tonight, the infamous Ron Reslow.
1: I actually made it to a podcast. I'm not in a tree stand, so I'm finally here.
0: <laughs> and uh, John is with us. What's up? And John has uh, made us a great dinner tonight, which Ron missed out on.
2: And, it was uh, pretty incredible. You so, would have loved it. Yeah. So
1: anyway, not uh, to make
2: you feel bad or anything,
1: but you can make me feel bad. I appreciate it. I got lost (laughs) coming here, which is embarrassing since I know this whole area and I thought I knew the whole area. And I decided to take Clinton River. And Clinton River goes north, south, east, west, north, south, east, west, and then circles back (laughs) around north, south, east, west. So I got turned around and I ended up having to pull over at a Burger King and dropping a pen to get here. There you
0: go. It happens. So, uh, has that happened to you in the woods? Nope. Nope. There you go. <laughs> see? So, uh, last episode, we kind of talked a little bit of John Cedar about his hunting and how it went for the year, and uh, kind of interested how things have been going with you for the year.
1: Uh, this year was uh, a different year for me. I finally, all the years I've been hunting, I've never killed a deer with a shotgun. I always go out with a bow or a muzzle loader. Or a rifle. A rifle very like two times for one day. But this year I decided that um, I passed on a lot of deer with a bow because I was particular this year. And I got finally got the chance to use my Savage 220 that's been collecting dust for like six years. And I ended up shooting three doe with it. <laughs>
0: you liked it, eh? Well,
1: yeah, I liked it. I was fun. It was interesting. <laughs> scope on that thing? There's a scope on it, and it's easy. I'm, yeah. so, I'm sorry. It's easy with a gun.
0: You using uh, uh, slugs in there? Or?
1: Yeah, I'm using slugs. It's a... Um, rifled barrel? Rifled barrel, uh, 260 grain AccuTips, and... If I can see it, it's dead, basically.
0: How far did you reach out? Was your farthest one?
1: Uh, 105. Wow. 105, that's a good that's shot. Pretty, the shot. That's
0: one. pretty nice.
1: It's just a 20-gauge, but um, the thing's lethal.
0: Yeah, you practice with it quite a bit? Or
1: not? Yeah, yeah. I shot it out to uh, 250 yards. and.
2: Wow. With the 20-gauge, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, the thing yeah. shoots nice. It yeah, shoots cool. really
1: nice. The thing's easy to shoot, and I ended up going to... Um, What is it called? Uh, Boyds.com for their uh, stocks because the uh, thumb hole deal.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, the thumb hole is amazing. It's so much more stable with a thumb hole than I am with just a traditional stock. Mm -hmm. It's completely easy for me to shoot with the the thumb hole. So I'm going to actually upgrade my muzzle loader this year. I'm going to take uh, my muzzle loader in and get the stock ordered for it for the thumbhole because I shoot that much different,
2: really, yeah, well, that's pretty cool what What
0: made you decide to uh to go to a shotgun this year?
1: Well, I passed on a bunch of deer, and all my buddies were making fun of me because I never killed a deer with a shotgun, and I said, "Well, I killed a bunch with a bow, and they're like, "Well, try shooting one with a shotgun i go I go, all right, well. I'm going to go out with it. I'm not going to pass on does. Anything that comes in, as long as it's a doe or a nice eight point or above that I would mount, I would shoot it. And every doe that I saw. Came so in I take, I take it you're, you're hunting
0: in an area where you got over-the-counter doe permits or something yes, like that? Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. Yep. Nice. Right in Chesterfield there. That, uh T S T S twenty or train station twenty. So you your your freezer's
0: pretty full, or did you give some of that meat away, or what'd you do?
1: No, I kept it all for myself. I'm greedy. My uh, family and I eat four a year, so um, I have one more to shoot. Uh, we we don't buy beef at all. Uh-huh. We don't put pork in it or anything like that. So we typically eat for sure three and a half whitetails a year. Okay, so I have one more to shoot, and then if I end up shooting more. Going forward, though, it'll be with a bow. Okay. I got to get my bow under my belt. <laughs> this would be the only year since, what would that be, uh, 1996, since I haven't killed one with a bow.
0: Really? Yeah. So, well, you're maybe, so maybe you're not gonna because this is the first year I killed one with a bow. I know <laughs> you, might, you might have jinxed me. I decided, <laughs> I, decided I decided that I was gonna instead of using a crossbow or a gun, which which I've killed a lot with, I said, you know what,
1: I'm gonna do a bow and arrow. And it, <laughs> it,
2: so, got, you so you went down to Illinois this year, correct?
1: I went to Illinois, I did a seven day hunt, I passed on, what was it, third, yeah, 31 bucks and. i don't ridiculous amount of dose over 40 um by passing i mean within 30 yards Um, i did see three potential shooters that either were moving too quick or give me a quartering two or on the move too much to where i wasn't gonna take a risky shot but either way to me it was this Successful hunt.
2: Yeah, seeing lots of deer. Oh yeah. What time of year
1: were you there? Uh, October 28th to November 4th. Okay, so uh,
2: pre rut probably they
1: were. Yeah, they were pre pre rut rut at this point because we ended up seeing some nice bucks coming into the field that were probably 160 plus range. Wow. And um, they were 200 yards away, so I didn't count it as if as seeing them. I only count what I can shoot with my bow, Uh but. they were out in the field and doe right by them and they had zero interest. They were just kind of overlooking, looking at what was going on. I saw zero chasing. How uh, how,
0: uh, how often did you change stands? Every day. So you hunted a different stand every day?
1: Yep. Um, the days I didn't sit the whole day. Um, obviously I changed twice. I would, change, I would hunt the morning and then move to a state, different stand in the evening, but there was probably three out of the seven days to where I just sat the whole day.
0: And what made you decide which stand you're going to choose for that day? Just
1: uh, Mainly wind and funnel points. Wind? Wind and funnel points, yeah.
2: Okay. Now, did you end up doing this hunt by yourself, or did you end up going with some buddies?
1: No, um, these guys I ended up uh, meeting up with through a buddy of mine. What is it? Three years ago? Um, they have, a, what is it? A 400-acre lot, a 420-acre lot, an 85-acre lot. And they more or less lease this land from farmers, and they mm-hmm. set up tree stands on it, and they just choose a select group of guys. They're pretty particular on it. So if you make it past the sec- the first year coming with them, year you, can almost con- you can continue hunting keep going. with them. That's cool. You got to pay them and everything. Sure, sure. You can continue hunting with them if you don't practice scent control and like say you go out and hunt in the morning, you come out, you go to breakfast, and you try going right back in the tree stand after that, they won't they won't invite you back.
2: Yeah, no doubt.
1: They want you to so if you come go hunting in the morning, you go to breakfast, you go back, you shower, mm. then you get in your car, then you drive to the spot, <laughs> then you get dressed.
2: Out there. At the spot yep.
1: before you go into the woods, then you hunt. If you don't follow those rules, you're done. You're never coming back again. Wow. They don't care if you shoot a four point. If you want to waste your money and shoot a four point, go right ahead. Yeah. But if you follow those rules, you you're can good come to back. go.
2: Yes. Oh, that's cool. So you've done that for the last few years then?
1: This is the fourth year.
2: Fourth year, okay. Yep. Right up. So
1: uh, next year I'm gonna do a um a Seven-day bow hunt and a three-day muzzleloader hunt there. Oh, that'll be fun. That's where the thumb holes come yes. in. Yes, so I, I see it now. The thumb hole is so much easier to shoot. I can't even explain it. Yeah, it's great. If you haven't shot with a thumb hole, you have to. Because so, I'm a terrible shot. I'm a very shaky person yeah. as far as where the gun goes. I can't stabilize well. My hands have always shaked a little bit. Yeah. But the thumb hole just... Tones me right down.
2: Tones See, I'm like the exact opposite. So a buddy of mine has a, I've got a 300 Winchester Magnum Browning A bolt that I use for rifle season, and it's completely stock minus the scope, of course. Um, but a buddy of mine's got a 300 Win Mag too, and he's got the thumb hole on his, and he swears by it. Same thing like you. Yeah. He's like, dude, this thing is just unreal. I don't know if it's just because I'm so old school and so used to just shooting what I've shot forever. That when I actually tried it, I mean, I was I wasn't even hitting the target the first couple shots. I'm like, what is going on here? But I think I was like trying to overcompensate a little mm-hmm. bit. But he swears by it, just like you are. I mean, he's like, dude. I mean, it made me such a better shooter. He's like, I love it. I have it on like every single. I got it on my 223. I've got it on my 22. I've got it on everything.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, my uh, my Savage has it. Then I'm gonna go to my 22-250. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna put it on that. My muzzle it or I'm gonna put it on that, and I don't own a rifle. Okay. So
2: yeah, I mean, hey, man, if it works, it works, right? Yep. We might, we might as well try it. So
1: he's probably shaky like me, then.
2: He might have been, yeah. Probably. Yeah, I guess I inherited my dad's like nerves of steel. I mean, my dad was in the <laughs> military, sharpshooter. Oh, it has nothing. Yeah.
1: Even just guys just sitting here. Yeah. I'm just I'm shaky yeah. in general. So no, that's my my, my dad's, dad's
2: just. It's crazy calm. I don't understand surgeon it. hands. Yes, that's it. That's it. There you go. So I. So we were talking with Dave earlier out out here in the in the basement, and he was saying that uh, we needed to hear this harson's Island story.
1: Oh, harson's Island. <laughs> so um, my buddy Rob and I wanted to go out to harson's Island for op- uh, opening day of muzzleloader. So we went out there Thursday, the day before opening day for muzzleloader. And we drove around, and we chose our spots and everything like that. And um, we decided to draw together. It's a lottery system, just right. like when you duck on Just like duck yeah. So you write your name down, and if you do it together, you have to pick two zones together. Okay. okay? So we get out there, and um, the first night when we were driving around, we looked at everything, and I said, I, I go, let's hunt 102, 103. Rob's like, I agree. Let's do it. Sounds Mm -hmm. good. So the next morning we get up, go out there and everything like that. And um, we get there and we're drawn together and there's like eight people there total. So seven were drawing because Rob and I were together. Yeah. And uh, we were were number uh, six or seven to be drawn. The guy just before us picked 102.
2: Uh.
1: So when you pick 102, there's 102, there's 101 and 103. 103. So when you're drawing together, you have to be in two zones that are right next to each other. Okay. So he picked the one in the middle, which is strategic and what I would have done as well. Sure. If I was alone. And um, he ended up shooting a 10 point 153 (laughs) inches that morning. Oh, out of that same zone you wanted. Yeah, the zone we wanted.
2: Oh, my God. The zone we
1: both wanted. Which, you know, great for him. It was. Either way, it's still a cool experience I love my favorite thing about harson's is you take a ferry over yep and I've taken a few deer over there, so the whole experience of it you go there you get in the morning you don't even know if you're going to be able to hunt because there's, there's so many people right. that come there right just the day we went there wasn't a ton, but I've went over there and the, the whole complete area that you're you, you come in to write your names it's full. There, there was only eight drawing seven or eight drawing the day we were there but i've been there when there was 28 people drawing and wow. there's only nine zones nine or something. zones yeah so you go over there with the attempt you don't even know if you're gonna hunt right so i enjoy that aspect of it i enjoy the ferry coming kind over of a it. thrill yeah. yeah and then you enjoy you don't know where you're gonna go yeah so then you get these spots and you go over there and you say you do get one right so you bring it in, the DNR takes the deer, they check it, they slice the mouth open, they age, age it. Age it. Then you put it in your truck, and then you take the ferry, ferry back, back over. Truck. So it's like a little adventure, because I'm yeah. like a little kid. I can't help it. No, that's but pretty sweet, yeah. It's a, I don't know, just the whole process of it. Mm-hmm. It's very entertaining to me. I, I love it. No, that's pretty cool. So
0: where did you guys end up taking?
1: Uh, 96, 97.
0: <laughs> and did you see anything? Nope. <laughs> no, <laughs> no,
1: no. We didn't see anything, but we learned a lot about the area. So, um, yeah. How did you happen to 10,
0: 101, one? Why did we want that?
1: Yeah, uh, we were looking at the uh, because it's state land, okay. And people put tree stands out there. Sure. And this time of year, there's no leaves on the tree, so if you sit there with binoculars, you can look in the woods and see where people already have tree stands set up where you can hunt out of them, because it's community, because it's state land. Mm -hmm. And we're actually going to bring probably like four or five stands out there next year and just disperse them throughout the property. Nice. So when we do go there, if we want to hunt 101, someone takes it, lot 96, it's open, take it, we know where the stand is or whatever, and then if we don't get it, somebody else does, and they can enjoy it or whatever. Yeah. So it's just... So if somebody
2: uh, else selects, like, yeah. 102, like, let's say you put four tree stands out on 102, they can, 103, they could hunt your tree stands yep, all day Yeah, they on.
1: can hunt any one of them.
2: I guess that's kind of, yeah, that, that is actually pretty neat. What did you, pretty neat. the day you, when you
0: took yours, what did you have a tree stand in that area or no?
1: Uh, there was tree stands in that area, but we were unfamiliar with the area, so we didn't know anything till daylight hit. Mm-hmm. And now we know that area, so now we know where the tree stands sure. are, so come next year, or. Mm-hmm. This season, yeah. As I say, yeah. Still got
2: some time left.
0: Now, do all those people take those stands down at the end of the year? Yes, they do.
2: Yeah, just like any state land. Yeah, you can only have it out for so long.
1: The funny part was, we were joking around, anyways, that um, that you have to write your name on there Mm -hmm. and your phone number and all that. So, we're a little strange. So (laughs) we 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 thought if uh, if we got one, we'd drag the deer over the tree stand. Text message to the guy that, the put, guy the that tree, had put the tree stand up. stand out. out with the with his little sign hanging in the background saying, "Hey, thanks." <laughs> thanks. You know, just yeah. being silly, but um,
2: he wouldn't be some, making too many friends there. No,
0: would you? no, he wouldn't make too many
1: friends. But it, our little <clears> mindset where...
0: the uh, the areas when you when you have a section like one hundred one. How big an area are you talking that you is? I for think you? they're
1: like um, ten to twenty acres. Okay, roughly out there, but a lot of it. You almost need waders to get to, because Harsins Island's set up for duck hunting. It
2: usually. really is. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a lot of marshland,
1: And you got to be careful when you're out there, because some of the zones they'll release is after they drain the dikes. Oh. So you could be walking on ice yes. that's at ground level, but in reality, when that ice breaks, you fall 8 to 12 feet. Wow. There's no water, but because they drained it, but you're, you're it. still falling that far. Yeah, no oh. doubt. And it's all muck. Yes. So anyone who's worn waders or anyone who's went fishing as a kid, everyone talks about the story. They, I went fishing at this pond, and I got stuck, and I lost my shoes in the mud because oh, yeah. I sunk in. Yep. Well, if you fall 8 to 12 feet.
2: Yeah, you're going to be really stuck. You're going you're gonna to be really stuck. Yeah. So
1: you just got to be aware of your environment.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, actually, I ended up going over to Harsons Island for the first time ever in my whole entire life um this past summer and that's a it's a pretty cool place um you know there's a lot of water over there obviously it's a different
1: world it is man completely different experience
2: such a that that ferry boat ride was so cool like you said i mean it was it was really sweet and that ferry's just non-stop yeah just ping-ponging back and forth all
1: day it's like 10 bucks i think yeah and that's the
2: saint Clair river right Mm -hmm. yeah and it's just like such a cool blue color i mean it's just beautiful man
1: if you haven't hunted uh True marsh,
2: yeah, I've never have no,
1: and that is a beyond a true marsh. Yeah, so, I'm just, we're just lucky to live here. To yeah, and have it. this. Yeah, yeah. as
2: a, as a resource, absolutely. I'm
1: embarrassed that I didn't take advantage of it so much longer ago. Right, right, and I've lived here my whole life.
2: Well, it amazes me because I mean, you know, I've I've heard about like the you know the lottery hunts up there for deer, and um actually, my daughter, her uh, trainer for horseback riding. Her and her husband have a house on Harsons, and so, you know, she would always say stuff to me about all the time about, you know, it's funny, because he, they have, you know, a house there, they don't ever hunt it, and he's got, you know, a property that's, you know, you know, less than an hour away that he hunts, Um, but I mean, I, I know guys that go out there and just bang up on ducks out there, I mean, just completely just, you know, just limit out. I depending re- on what zone you're in, too.
1: I, I really got to get into this duck hunting thing. I'm I,
2: telling you, man. I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I've been telling McGee for the last two years, like, dude, you've got to take me duck hunting. He goes, well, I only go, like, once a year.
1: <laughs> but it's perfect, though. It is. you don't want to bow hunt when yep. it's 30-mile-an-hour winds and raining.
2: <laughs> yeah, you have something else you can do. Yeah, Ducks don't care. You, yeah. You have they're going to be flying around. They're gonna, yeah. They
1: love to fly in there. Yeah. That, that's ideal for them. Sure. And here we are. At least me, anyways. I'm an idiot. I go out there and I sit in a tree oh, stand bow hunting, I do it, too.
2: I do ho- it, too. Hoping and praying
1: yeah. to God that the...
2: Big boy will be up yeah. on his feet moving.
1: And then yeah. I'll end up seeing a fawn 200 yards <laughs> Yeah. <45 pounder>.
2: Yeah. 45-pounder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is kind of crazy. But that's. I the like tray. the way your mind thinks, man. That's a great idea.
0: Yeah. What, what time do they make that drawing
2: at? It's early.
1: Yeah, it's very early. They do the drawing at... What's that? Uh... I think it's it's um, 6 o'clock for the duck hunters because they're still duck hunting on. Mm-hmm. And then it's 6.30 for the bow hunter. Uh, I'm sorry, 6.30 for the uh, muzzle loader. Yeah, it's 6.30 for the muzzle loader. That's what it is.
0: And So you got about an hour to get in your stand before it starts getting light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, so yep. go, and there's like a, <laughs> each area's got their own little parking area. Yep. It's, then, a, it's a slick little setup. And then were you, were you hearing uh, guys bang away at ducks while you're up in your truck?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can hear them. Rah, 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 all the duck calls. It, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like World War Three so out there. So you can hear it. It's, it's, oh, it's yeah. cool.
1: It's definitely a different environment.
0: What else can you hunt out there? That's all I know of duck and deer. Yeah,
1: that's we got all some
2: world class fishing over there though. Yeah, you can do it. There's, there's
1: big walleye and yeah, uh,
2: sturgeon. Sturgeon too, if you yeah. want to
1: get because you're right by the St. Clair River. Right. And um, my buddy Rob, he was out there um, walleye fishing with his dad. He reeled in, it was every bit of sixty pounds, whatever the sturgeon was that he caught. And he it's caught crazy. It, He caught it on um, dinosaurs. Yep. This dinosaur coming <laughs> in? He caught it on six pound line, walleye. Gym. Jesus! Mm. It took him uh, 50, 50 something minutes to reel wow. It
2: in. Wow! Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Did so,
0: he release it or what did he do? Oh,
1: it? you know, he Oh, let yeah. You can't it keep
2: him. Yeah. Well, you can. They do have us. Yeah, yeah, I think you can. You can take you can one keep, one, keep a one a year. One a year during a year. the season. Yeah. yeah. One per tag. Yeah. We,
1: we, Rob and our little group, anyways, we practice catch and release. Sure. Lake Saint Sure. If we're going to mount something, we just take, take a, mes- a picture and take measure Take measurements it. and measurements. That's
2: yep. yeah, the replicas are Yeah, because the replicas cost thing. about the same, same amount thing, of money. Same thing, and then yeah. you have the
1: chance of catching it later on, and instead Absolutely. of it being five pounds, it's ten nine pounds. Ten pounds or whatever, ten yeah. Ten pounds, whatever, yeah.
2: Exactly, I agree. You fish a wal
0: bass or what?
1: We fish smallmouth mostly, okay. and then um, we'll uh, do the top water deal for largemouth in the evening, and... We'll bang up a few of the rich people's boats, uh, <laughs> jigging <laughs> in the canals. <cows.
2: laughs> yep, that'll happen too. Well, that's but, awesome. But man. our
1: main thing is smallmouth overall. Okay. Pound for pound, I think they're the best fighting fish best there. Best fighting fish. If I could catch sheephead all day, because I've caught a few of them. Oh, all those day fight. Are
2: crazy, man.
1: If I could catch sheephead all day, if I could find a way to catch sheephead all day, I would just catch sheephead all day.
2: 20 pound king salmon will give you a run for your money, too. Oh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to do that this year. um, um our one buddy? Who is it? Um, Billy. Our one buddy, Billy, he says he has a place up in, um, I can't even remember the, it, it's by one of the rivers. Over on the west side? Yeah. Big Manistee
2: or something like it was that? It's like the Manistee yeah. or something
1: along those lines. And, uh, He's big into salmon fishing oh, yeah. and brook trout and sure. rainbows and all yeah. that, and I've never done it, and uh, he said, you got to do it, and I'm like, all right, I'll come. You know, yeah. He's like, well, he's telling me everything I got to buy and all this stuff, so <laughs> so here goes another $1,000. Yeah, stuff.
2: dude, no doubt. <laughs> Trust me, I'm, I've been uh, sucked into that uh, whirlwind of fishing. If you ever need a charter, though, let me know. I got a buddy... Over on the west side, a couple of them, actually, over on the west side of the state that do uh, salmon charters. Okay. So, i get you hooked up.
1: I want to get into the fly fishing thing, because, one, you can do it bass fishing. Yep. You can do it gill fishing. Trout, the whole Trout. nine yards. You can just keep going with it. Yeah, that's true. You can even do it musky. Yeah. You could, really. Yeah. Um, but you guys, but I like what the you fina-
0: guys need to do is come to South Dakota.
1: Well, not all of us are retired,
0: Kevin. That's right.
1: You you go to (laughs)
0: Illinois, it's seven days. I mean, you go to South Dakota for seven days. You know, I am with whitetail.
1: I'm a little different.
2: Yep.
0: If it was up
1: to me, I would take from... You could hunt muleys. Oh, God. If (laughs) (laughs) If it was up to me, I would take from October 25th to November 20th off every year and hunt every single day. Yeah, I agree. And I would throw my cell phone in the garbage and not talk to anyone mm-hmm. and just focus on hunting. Just hunt? Yep. It would yeah. be
2: nice. It would but be nice.
1: the world we live in, that's not allowed. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all have responsibilities, don't we, Ron? Yep. Yes, we do.
1: Kevin got one this year with his yeah. bow, right?
2: Yeah, I did. I did,
0: finally. Well, I, you know, I hadn't tried in a long time. But,
1: yeah. You crossbowed it up for a while.
0: Yeah, I was crossbowing. And so I finally decided, I so said, you know what, I'm going to try it. Bear Archery wanted me to use one of their off-the-shelf bows, which I did, and it was. It did the job, man. I hit a, a through and through. Deer went 30 yards and dropped.
1: Their bows are nice, though.
0: Yeah. No yeah. matter
1: which model you grab, they're all quiet and smooth drawing. Yeah. period. End of story. And,
0: and you know what? I was using a whisker biscuit. Oh, yeah. And this deer was, I was on the ground. I was in the ground blind, and he was 20 yards never away. I shot one out
1: of ground blind, so.
2: He was a, it's a bucket lister for me, he too. Was
0: <laughs> 20 yards away, and I drew back, and he never even heard me or nothing. Wow. So, hmm. so yeah, I just. Uh, that was, I was a good able, year. I was able to draw back while I was, and then bring it up. Out the window and drilled them. So that's cool. It was it was pretty exciting. I didn't realize I was even going to be a shooter because when he came in, he was he had two big forks on both sides, and I thought, oh, it's a four point. So I'm just going to watch him. And I knew it was a big deer. The body was it's like 180 pounds, but then he turned and looked behind him. He had two uh, two uh, brow tines. I'm like, oh, he's a six. That's a <laughs> that's a legal deer for me, you know. Yeah. So,
2: no, is that uh that area that you guys are in has the APRs, right?
0: Yeah, it's APR and I had the combo license. So oh, okay. It was uh three on one side at minimum minimum yeah. for my first year and four on one side for the
1: second. Yeah. So okay, I have a question then with the APR deal. <clears throat> if you could enforce any antler restriction right now, what would it be? For me? Mm-hmm. For the whole, whole state. state, whole state, what would you implement?
0: For me, I, I I'm not a big APR guy, so okay, I I, I would. To me, it's like I, if they were gonna do anything, I'd do a one buck
2: limit and shoot whatever okay. you want. One buck take. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm the opposite end of the spectrum on that. I would say, earn a buck. Okay.
2: Shoot a doe first.
1: You have to shoot a doe. Take it to the DNR then you have the option of getting your buck tag and you can shoot one buck four points or more on one side with your bow then that season's done okay then gun same thing you shoot a doe you bring it into the DNR get a buck tag then you can get a buck tag four points or more every year That would be my thing. And why? Because people end up realizing the benefits of passing by accident. Because if you're out there and you shoot a doe, right? Mm -hmm. Say I got my gun in my hand, I shoot a doe, and then I see an eight-point walk-in. It's a little 80-inch, 90-inch eight-point. I can't shoot it because I technically don't have a tag. Okay? So that deer lives. How many times did that happen throughout the whole state, okay? So then I go back, I'm crying, pissing, and moaning because I didn't get to shoot that little eight point that I wanted to shoot. Then next year, I go out, that little eight point that was 80, 90 inches, it's now 100, 100 inches to 110 inches. So now I shoot this deer. Not only am I shooting a bigger deer, I can talk about how I saw this deer last year, I had the trail camera photos, I watched them develop, I watched them grow, I get to share that with my family, my friends, and then I get bragging rights for my trophy going forward. But with all these people that are out there hunting, and if I shoot this doe and then the eight point comes in, with all those people that did that, okay, and passed and actually followed the rules and went out and ended up not getting a buck in 2018. And then in 2019, they shot 110, 120 inch deer or whatever it may be. Out of all those deer, if you wanna keep going with it, there's a good chance that in 2018, going back, that the guy that shot a doe and didn't have a buck tag passed on 110 or 120 so now come 2019 that 110 120 is now 130 140 so it, the domino effect from it is huge in my opinion so people that you know people always say that um, like here that guy at herson's Island he shot that 155 inch deer mm-hmm. 153 buck of a lifetime right mm-hmm that won't be a buck of a lifetime anymore.
2: No, because they'll all be that.
1: The, the technically the, speaking, yeah, yeah, the odds, they have the, the, the be, odds yeah. of that happening will be. <clears throat> yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, you're still going to be getting guys that'll shoot little basket aids. I mean, yeah, but if they enforce the happen.
1: rules, they they can't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. True. True. I mean, I I mean, like like up at our hunt club, I mean, one of the things that I think we deal with the most is, you know, there's a lot of old school mentalities there. Where, you know, guys used to shoot, you know, spike horns, or they'd shoot mm-hmm. four points. They'd shoot, you know, which bu- they'd shoot over bucks. Oh yeah, all day long. Yeah,
1: they don't want to shoot those.
2: So what we've done, and you know, when I became a member up there, you know, I basically kind of bided my time, and you know, just kind of rolled with the punches, if you would, um, to the point where. I started being a little bit more vocal, right? And then I started saying, "Hey, you know, let's um, you know, let's enforce an APR. Let's do a six pointer better." Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Please open the door.
2: Baby, se- baby steps, right? Yep. Um, what I like to go off of age. Yeah, it's absolutely. Jamie from the BHP podcast. Want to take a moment to thank our awesome sponsors: Skullhooker, RackSync, Vanguard Outdoors.
1: Technical <laughs> difficulties.
2: Technical difficulties. No, no, no. That's okay. They don't okay. hear that. Um. So. You know, we, we're we taking incremental steps, right? So mm-hmm. what I like to, I, I almost kind of think, like, you should go, if you could age a deer by body size,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I think that's another good way to go, too. Hey, guys, can't get enough of the bone and plant. And, uh, you know, it it, it it like I said, I mean, we see a lot of deer up at our club that are seven-plus years old. Does. Yeah. Does that are just...
1: Man's. ginormous yeah. huge big football head yeah. so out.
2: i actually so it was about three years ago i shot what i thought was a doe um and it ended up being a eight and a half year old buck and it was i mean it had just these two little nubs you could barely <laughs> join you could barely see him over over you know the top of his head um but that's the thing though is that a lot of these deer that go unnoticed because guys will fill their tags on opening day and the way the Club Country works is, you know, usually the first couple of days, if you don't see anything, you go home. Yeah. you know what I mean. Or if you shoot a deer on opening day, you go home the next day. Um, but we've 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 actually seen some pretty uh, great increases in in the deer, you know, size wise. We've see a lot. We see a lot more eight points. We had shoot man, We had two of the biggest deer we've ever seen killed on this property in its history ever. Uh, two years ago, um, they were one forties. Um.
1: And this is right in the Hubbard Lake area.
2: Yeah, we're, we're not too far from there, yeah. Um, and, and everything around us is all private, private land clubs. And what we started finding out was that some of those other clubs are also doing the APR stuff, too. Um, would I like to see us get to an A point or better? You know, I think that, you know, once we see what the population is like, I mean, we needed to take a lot of does out of there, too. There was way too many does. The does outnumbered the bucks like probably 15 to one. I mean, it was insane. Um, This year was a year that we we saw more bucks than we saw does. You know what I mean? So it was, it, it was,
1: it was crazy. Thanks so much for listening to the bow hunter planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host team BHP. Yeah, yeah. Check us out on yeah, Facebook so, at bowhunterplanet. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see what you happens over time. there. But I mean,
2: I, I do like the earn a buck thing. I think that's great. I think the earn a buck idea is, you know, and there's a lot of states that do it already. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, like I got a buddy down in Louisiana. He's like, dude, I got to shoot five does before I can even shoot a buck. Isn't that crazy? But he's in like a crazy zone where there's that many does. Yeah. Um, they're trying to get the balance. Out yes, yes. But I think that there's a lot a lot to be said for that. I mean, I think that you have people that know what they're talking about,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and I'm not saying that we don't know what we're talking about up here There's a good
1: chance we don't know anything. Yeah.
2: But <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I feel like it's, you know, those divisions of, you know, the natural resources couldn't be further apart. Oh yeah, we could be jumping into a rabbit hole here. I don't know, but (laughs) but I do like it. I do like I do like all aspects of quality deer management.
1: Yeah, but like what you said with that six point thing, Mm -hmm. like you were saying, or three point on one side. Yeah. What's going to happen by accident with that is the people that pass on a six point next year, we'll see. I mean, Why would I shoot that at six point? Now I got an eight point or a ten point. Sure, sure. And it ends up changing the whole mindset and the mm-hmm. culture of it's brown, it's down. Yes. Which is common in Michigan to be.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I get it. Yeah.
1: Taking your kid out there or whatever. They, <clears throat> that, to me, they should be allowed to shoot whatever. They that
2: want. is the one exception we make up yeah. at our club. Is uh, you know, if this is the kid's first year, it doesn't matter. It Could be a spike horn, whatever. You know,
1: like, um, get that kid a deer. Yeah, like my old man. He's hunting my spot in Chesterfield right yeah. now, and I told him he, he's never hunted. My whole family is a bunch of tree huggers. All okay. of I'm the only hunter. Yeah. That's it, okay? Now my old man's into it, and he's starting to hunt and everything like that. He hasn't got a deer yet. But I told him when you're hunting out there, shoot whatever you want. Just don't shoot a button buck. I go, if you want to shoot a spike, go right ahead. If you yeah. Want to shoot a four point, go right ahead. I go, but if you do, next year shoot something bigger. Yeah. That's my only stipulation.
2: Yeah, no, I agree.
1: And uh, another buddy of mine lets people hunt his property. And if they hunt his property and they shoot a six point, his rule is if you shoot a buck on my property, you have to mount it to be invited back.
2: Yeah, so that six point better be really big.
1: Yeah, it better be the buck you want. Yeah. is the way his mind works. Yeah. Because he won't invite you next year. He's the stickler on it. He, yeah. He literally will not invite One you. Invite He'll you. still talk to you. He'll still be friends with you, but yeah. you can't come there again. <laughs> That's
2: awesome. That's pretty, but I mean, but it's that kind of like, I guess, reinforcement, right? Yeah. That kind of really ingrains it into people. And these are, these are guys that are old school, man. I mean, a lot of these guys have been going there since they were little kids. I mean, I'm talking like 50, 60 years. Yeah. And so, for them to change their mind, you know, was was pretty good. So, but anyways, we, you know, we should probably talk about this on another episode. Yeah, we'll you get know, a whole, we get into
0: whole conversation yeah. on oh, yeah. APR and all that. And, Absolutely. Uh, um, we're gonna wrap this up and appreciate you joining us, Ron. And yeah, hearing Ron, about good your to have you. for this year. And oh yeah, I had
1: fun as usual. I <laughs> love hanging out with you guys, and, uh,
0: shenanigans. And we'll talk. We'll we'll hope you're listening next time on the Bo Hunter Planet Podcast.
1: See ya.